Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Eric Vellum. Uh, this is podcast uh, number six, I believe. And uh, it's uh, Maundy Thursday, uh, three days before uh, Easter. Maundy Thursday is typically uh, celebrated throughout Christianity as a day of remembrance of Jesus' sufferings, his crucifixion, and his burial on Monday, Thursday. Uh, and uh, I thought it would be appropriate to uh, give just a, you know, give some quick thoughts on this, keep it to a few minutes, and uh, maybe some of these things you can think over and uh, maybe to give you some new insight. Uh, first, though, uh, as my wife suggested, I think maybe I should open up with prayer. And uh, that seemed like a, a reasonable request, and so that's what I'm going to do. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your blessings. Lord, we uh, particularly uh, thank you, if that's uh, the right way to put it, for this Maundy Thursday. For without Maundy Thursday, there is no Easter. And without Easter, there is no hope. Well, Father, we just uh, thank you for what occurred on Maundy Thursday, uh, what, uh, what Jesus did for us on that day, the things that he suffered, we take into, uh, we, uh, take into remembrance and... Uh, we meditate upon uh, what he was uh, asked to do and what he did willingly for your, for the sake of the Father and uh, as a son being obedient to his Father, Father. And we just uh, thank you for all these things. We just ask for a blessing upon his word uh, and this, uh, these thoughts I'm about to give and the blessings upon the people that uh, hear it and uh, receive it. Father, we thank you and love you and praise you in Jesus' name. So here we are, Monday, Thursday. And so, uh, just a few thoughts on Monday, Thursday. Uh, basically, the, uh, the crux of the day is Jesus' sufferings, and uh, his sufferings start pretty much on Thursday with his arrest, and, and uh, where he gets punched and mocked, and uh, he gets struck, and, uh, and then it moves on, and I'm not really sure, I just want to make sure that we understand uh, or get a grip of, or, or an understanding of the severity of uh, of his uh, his punishment, because after all, what you have to understand is that the punishment that Jesus is is enduring on this day, his uh, his sufferings before the cross and and on the cross, it is is it is it, the entire it is. The rage of Satan and the rage of man just being poured out on Christ. It's the sins uh, for five, ten thousand years before Christ, and it's uh, all the sins in the present and all the sins in the future that are just being poured out upon Christ at, at, the, at, the, at the scourging, at the punching, at the, at the whipping, and, and everything else that got involved in that day, at the humiliation, at the dreadful carrying of that heavy cross, that heavy beam up to that, up to that hill that's just reserved for criminals. All of that is just rage of man and Satan being, being poured out on Christ as, as he just, just absorbs all of that, and he redeems all of that, and he, and, and he, and he makes everything, everything Forgiven and for and and right 
by just absorbing that and taking our punishment that we deserve. And uh, so that's what's going on here from, from the very beginning of it. And he's just, he's just absorbing all that agony, not for his own sake, but for the sake of man and for the sake of the Father who was willing this. So that his purposes might be fulfilled, and so this 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 uh, this uh, it begins in earnest his uh, his punishment with the uh, with the whipping and the the uh, the the flagrum or the uh, flagellum they call it, which is the Roman whip. This is no this is no mild sort of uh, sort of. Uh, a punishment. These these whips and these uh, scourgings, they're 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 uh, developed to, to really inflict tearing upon that flesh. So when we see depictions and movies of it, it's just not a simple uh, whipping, which is painful enough. But it is it is really designed to be as painful as possible and to really sear and cut into the flesh and cut to, and cut the flesh into the bone. And you know it was Romans whipping a Jew, so you know darn well that that, that they just added an extra degree of, of of severity to it. And and he endured that 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 whipping and. and and you know you have to picture it like it's not just it's not just some blood seeping out of of Christ because of these whippings what you're going to see here and what actually happened is flesh being torn to the bone and and and, and Christ is, is 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 quickly becoming just a bloody mess and that's and this is the intent of it it's just to instill as much um agony as as they can and and, and uh, so it's just not a simple it's just not a simple whipping it's just not a you know just okay here's a little whipping go home nurse your wounds and and uh it's it's all good but there is real tearing of flesh here there is real blood and they, and these flagellum they have you know special ends to them that that are sharp sometimes i think they were made of metal i've heard also they're made of bones but but they're very sharp and and can you imagine this thing being whipped across your back not only hits you but it whipsaws right into your right into your flesh and so this is what's going on and this is what we have to we have to kind of kind of take into um into consideration on this day we just can't can't say oh yeah he well he was scourged because you know what i've noticed about scripture is this okay you read about Jesus' sufferings. You read about his uh, his whipping, his scourging, his punching, and his spitting, and his crown of thorns, and his crucifixion. You read about these things, and in in Scripture, and there's no drama attached to it. Scripture just gives you Scripture gives you the story. They're not out to create create a dramatic. Uh, play or dramatic story they're not adding drama they're not adding hyperbole they're just giving you this story matter of fact this is what happened folks this is how it happened we're not adding any drama to this if you if you know if you want to if you want to understand the drama that's up to you that's something that you have to meditate upon but this is the story and it's so and it's so matter of fact and it's so dry the story is there we have to fill in the blanks by imagining what 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 this is like, by thinking about it, by meditating on it, you're just not gonna you're, you're really not gonna get it from Scripture. They didn't say, "Oh, he became a bloody mess," and "Oh, how he suffered," and "Oh, how he did this," and "Oh, look at the agony on his face." No, they don't get to, into any of that, and into his his far off wandering gaze as he looked towards heaven and and begged for mercy. No, there's not there's none of that. There's none of that. There's no drama. It's just in the scriptures. It's very matter of fact. 
And it's up to us to meditate upon the information that they give us and fill in the blanks and understand what's going on here. And then they thrust that beam on his back. And, uh, and, and before all this, before the scourgings, they, uh, they weave together a, uh, a crown of thorns. And, and you know, modern, you know, modern movies and, and, and even like art all through history have this nice weaved, uh, you know, nice, you know, well-constructed um, crown of thorns. Well, the real picture is just a mass of thorns that they plopped on his head and they pushed it down into his skull so that, so that these thorns, which, which are, are particularly um, uh, vicious, there's a certain bush in, uh, in the Middle East that they, use for, that they used for these thorns. I forget the name of it. But, but the thorns are absolutely vicious. They're, they're, you know, they're all like little spears in and of themselves. So they wove this thing together. Somehow they made a mass of it. And it didn't really look like a crown. But they plopped it on his head and they dug it in there as painfully as they possibly could. So it just wasn't a nice, nice neat little little, little thorn upon his head that, 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 that drew some blood. No, they pushed this thing down right into his scalp. And, 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 and he was bleeding from top to bottom. And, and, and because, number one, the scalp really bleeds when it's cut. So you can imagine the amount of blood that this must have been... been um, must have produced and it's in that blood it's in that blood that is our salvation in that blood is the life of man that blood is being shed for a purpose that blood offers forgiveness in that blood there is life in all that blood that Jesus spilled on that day, as gruesome and as, as nasty it was, it all had a, had a purpose. And as, and as for as lofty as sometimes the Christian, the Christian message can be, some that parts of the Christian message are downright primitive, and this is one of them. This is one of the very primitive parts of the Christian message. Is this whole sacrifice, this whole scapegoat, this whole Lamb of God, this entire crucifixion? And so, between now the uh, the thorn of flesh and the beatings and the whipping, Jesus is Jesus' flesh is uh, torn apart. No doubt, there is bone and muscle exposed. Uh, strips of flesh are probably hanging from them, and I don't try to make it. I'm not trying to make it uh, overly gruesome, but this has to be what 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 happened. You know, they just they just didn't strike them softly with with the, you know some some leather soft leather thongs, but they struck them viciously. They struck him as hard as they could. And these Romans that were doing the striking, I'm sure they were quite well trained at it. I'm sure they knew how to exactly do it so that, boy, it inflicted as much pain as possible. And right where that, right where those, uh, that flagellum has to strike, and they, they struck it. Right where it hurts the most. Right where it draws the most blood in it and, it's, and it rips the most flesh. I'm sure that they were trained in that. 
They were very good at things like that. They knew how to torture and how to kill. So then we move up to the to the point where Jesus is now uh, given his, after all this punishment, I mean, he must be weak from loss of blood and just the agony and the, and the hurt of it all. And they to- told him, take your cross and, and walk it up to the hill for yourself. Now, I, you know, I don't know the weight of a cross, but I can't imagine that it's, that it's light. I can't imagine. I, I would imagine it's got to be brutally heavy. I mean, it has to do rugged work up there on the uh, on the hill. And so they tell him, after all this, take your cross and carry it yourself. It's not up there waiting for you. It's right here. Take it. And so, in his agony and in his and his punishment, and with hardly any strength left in his body, he has to drag this thing as far as he possibly could until he stumbles. And I believe it was a man named Simon. And I should have looked that up. But anyhow, the uh, Roman guard tells him to pick it up and carry it for Christ the rest of the way. But you know what's funny in this is that the, the, the crowds are... are are all around him, and there's 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 women weeping for him, and 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 they're feeling badly for Christ, you know. And he, and he looks up to them, and he, he goes, uh, and he says, "Don't weep for me, ladies. Don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves, and weep for what is about to happen. Weep for all the sins that 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 you've piled up. Weep for humanity. Weep for for." Uh, for your brother, weep for your sister, but don't weep for me. And so it's uh, so Jesus, you know, even at this point, he's not even going to allow us really to feel sorry for him, because that's not what he's after. He's not looking for pity. He's looking for us to be redeemed. He's looking for us to be given a a a, a way out of our predicament. He's looking to give us eternal life. He's looking to make us friends with God again. He's looking for reconciliation. He's looking to do the will of the Father. He's not looking for pity. He's not looking for people to feel sorry for him. For he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He doesn't need anybody to feel sorry for him. He can call a legion of angels at that very moment and put an end to all this. And in so doing, put an end to all the hopes of mankind. But he didn't. He was faithful to the Father. For the Father's will was this. And so they get to the they get to uh, the hill now, and, and of course you know he's he's got to be stumbling and, and being pushed and, and humiliated humiliated and insulted by the Roman guards for you know they hate him because he's a Jew and he's a troublemaker, and so he he somehow he makes it to the top of this hill where he's to be crucified. And you know, this crucifixion depicted in some movies. I used to love this movie, King of Kings, as well as uh, some other people I know. And when you get to the crucifixion in this movie, you know, it's kind of bloodless. It's kind of, eh, you know, a couple, couple nails here in the hands, a couple, maybe a nail in the 
in the in the or a couple of nails in the wrist, a couple of nails in the or a nail in the uh, the feet. You know, they prop him up and and he dies. You know, it's kind of they kind of like uh, um, poured antiseptic over the whole uh, situation. If you really think about it, it's like I read this uh, this uh, post that somebody sent me. I'm not sure who it was, but but the uh, the priest was was trying to get through to people the uh, you know that the crucifixion isn't really what you're thinking it is. You know, it it really didn't go nice and smoothly. You know, it was a nasty affair. People were crying and people were shouting and they were screaming and there was agony and there was blood and there was flesh and it was a mess and it was terrible. And there was no mercy at all shown on this hill. It was a hill for criminals. It was a hill, a, a hill for murderers. It was a, a hill for those who had, had dared come against the Roman Empire. It was a hill of misery and there was nothing, nothing you know, good that, that seemed that could happen on this, on this hill that just did nothing but see crucifixion after crucifixion after crucifixion occurred on this hill. Cross after cross after cross was dragged up there. This is this is a bloody, sorry, nasty mess, and there's nothing good about it. And there's just there's just agony and 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 flesh and blood everywhere. There has to be. You got three guys up there being crucified, and the amount and 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 families are surrounding them, and 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 there's just screams of agony. So the crucifixion. You have a spike driven through your wrist. For crying out loud, if I put a staple into my finger, I scream in agony. I could not imagine having a a a spike, a nail, driven through my wrist and into a cross behind me. The agony... I, how how can you even how can you even explain it? It just must be like a, a just a jolt of like of lightning just sears through your body, and then they do the other arm and the other hand and the other wrist, and then they do your feet, and they're just banging this nail through through your joints. You know it's. The way they picture it on movies just ain't the way it is. There's got to be blood spurting everywhere. There's got to be screams of agony. There's just got to be just just total, total misery. This is not a good day in one sense. This is a very, very bad day. This is a miserable day. This is a painful day. And we make light of it. What do we do on Monday, Thursday here? Why, it's opening day. There's a bit of a disconnect. And don't get me, don't get me wrong, I, I'm going to enjoy opening day. But boy, we can be shallow, can't we? Just to give this a few moments of our time. And to uh, try to understand and appreciate uh, the sufferings that, that, that Christ endured on our behalf according to the will of the Father. And then they take him and they yank him up into place. I mean, I, I'm not really sure how that was done. I suppose they dr- they dropped this cross with you hanging on it down into a hole. 
and and you know adding insult to injury tearing flesh at, at, at that and then they drag you up unceremoniously they lift him up and Jesus prophecies this he talks about this day coming one day the son of man will be lifted up and all men will look to him and so here he is lifted up for one purpose and one purpose only and that's to sit there in agony to be tortured until eventually you succumb and you just sat there hour or you just laid there just uh, hung there hour after hour after hour in excruciating agony blood pouring down and the worst part of this whole thing begins to develop you start to suffocate you can't take that deep breath. Has anybody ever had asthma out there? Or ever, ever not being able to take that fulfilling breath? Boy, that's agonizing when you can't get that air. And this goes hour after hour. And each breath is just a little bit less. And a little bit less as your, as your internal um, organs start to fail and there's and there's and there's fluid building up around the heart and it's just pressing in on your lungs and you can't take a breath my god my god why have you forsaken me jesus finally screams what it must have felt like utter forsaking utterly forsook he must have felt that like what is going on here I'm not sure he really knew how painful this was going to be if he did why would he scream in this manner my God my God my God my God why have you forsaken me how many times do we say things like that Jesus himself says it and he felt that God had the Father had forsaken him to this rage to this hate to this comeuppance for sin so hour after hour he hangs here slowly suffocating dying as painful and as miserable of a, of a death as I suppose anybody can really endure or really suffer through. Agonizing after agonizing minute. This is what is happening here. This is what is happening. This is what Jesus is enduring for our sake to bring about that promise of redemption, of seeing God, of hope, of eternal life so that we can be called friends of God again. This is what's going on on that hill. Rage is being poured out. And not only rage, but love is being poured out. And life is being poured out. The life is in the blood. So that's what's going on here. And until Jesus finally proclaims it is finished.
bows his head and he surrenders his spirit into thy hands I surrender my spirit and so it is done there's nothing more that they can do to him Jesus says fear not men who can only kill you and then after that they can do nothing they can only kill his body but little did they know they had prepared a whole new age to come a whole new way of being the new has come and the old has gone they thought they were they thought they were getting rid of him they thought they were giving him his just reward for his uh, impertinence for his arrogance for his threatening their positions of power for his claiming to be the son of God when all it was really as scripture says they were jealous of him and so I think you know this is Maundy Thursday this is the day of Jesus sufferings and of the day of Jesus' death and it's up to us to uh, meditate on that to understand to try to understand what uh, what Jesus actually went through and that it wasn't is popularly uh, depicted I suppose if anybody came close to it it was Mel Gibson in The Passion I thought maybe it was a little overdone but I'm not sure you know I, I, I don't know I think perhaps it wasn't it was that brutal and it was that terrible thousands of years of sin thousands of years of built up frustration of man thousands of years of Satan's revenge and his and his he's going to get even on this one and his rage at, 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 at his situation and our situation we just poured out on him all of it and he willingly accepted it for our sake even while we were yet his enemies he endured that cross so uh, something to think about I'm sorry if it was kind of a downer but it's not really a downer for me uh, it doesn't have to be because uh, it ends so gloriously and so perfectly you know <laughs> the powers that thought they got rid of him <laughs> and then three days later oh my gosh this isn't done the end isn't the the this is not the end there's no body so anyhow that's for that's for easter but this is maundy thursday the day of jesus sufferings let's keep let's try to keep that in mind and uh try to appreciate the full extent of his sufferings it wasn't neat and and uh semi bloodless but it was a mess
It was a mess of agony, a mess of pain, a mess of rage, a mess of hate. But above all, it was a message of love. Jesus so loved us that he gave him, that God gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him shall, have, shall not die, but have eternal life. And that's the promise on that day. And the promise is fulfilled three days later. So, that's it. God bless you. Uh, take care. I love you all in Christ. And uh, I'm going to wrap up with a prayer. And uh, So, Father, we, uh, we thank you for this day. and uh, We just uh, look to you in, in uh, humble adoration for what you endured for us for the punishment you took upon yourself for being obedient to the Father and for showing us the love of the Father showing us that the Father is not a tyrant who rages at us but God is a Father who loves us redeems us and even gave us his only son so that we might too have eternal life we might too partake of your divine nature we might too will might sit at the banquet table with you for eternity we love you and praise you in Jesus name amen